0: You know what our show is missing? Sponsors. <laughs> well that. And also a mascot. I think we really we really need a mascot.
1: Do hm
0: what what's Steve Vollmer up to? Well, I mean, he he clearly has some experience,
1: so maybe we can bring him on board. Sure, it looks like he has a pretty decent trampoline jump shot or dunk whatever whatever the thing is called when you you do it right into the net Uh, that that would be a dunk yes sure i just explained i've been feeling under the weather the past couple days and i'm i'm feeling okay today but i'm very uh tired and out of sorts so it's it's been going around i i i just have been wrapping up my
0: i think fourth cold of the season uh this over the weekend which i and i had had maybe like three colds over the past
1: two plus years so that's been great. So you're going to carry this episode and the audience will thank you. Yes. So we, I guess
0: maybe we can wrap up our opening thought here by saying that, uh, we're referencing the Clippers new, uh, mascot. Um, this is the, well, what is this guy? What is this guy's name? Chuck the condor. Um, <laughs> and he's, he he's he's creepy looking I don't really know how else to put it. He's like he's he's creepy in that really sort of like like you'd expect him to show up in some like horror movie like in a kid's bedroom
1: this do you remember Stephen Cope Eagle the eagle No okay, let me send you a link because that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> except just a far less non-threatening version Remember, like there was a thing where Stephen Colbert when he was on the Colbert Report he um, like somehow gathered money to save like the US uh, men's hockey team hockey team it's, it's hockey's already plural right? I, I think so okay. Hawk, Hawkeye is that that thing Merlin's always talking about? Yeah, I don't know this could be the worst episode ever. But um yes, it reminds me of that because it's not a very good um what do you call it? Mascot. Well, and so what I sent you
0: Ah Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, what well, I sent you in the uh slacks, so this is the New How do Orleans... I delete this? This is
1: fucking terrifying.
0: <laughs> this is the New Orleans uh Pelican logo. Uh who what what was this guy's name? Um Pierre Pierre the Pelican. Um, he they actually had to put him through a redesign because they had gotten so many complaints that he was too scary. And so I'll send you send you this, and this is all of course playing really well over the the podcast. But this is this is how he got revised. It's where he
1: he's still creepy, but like in 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 a different way now. Well, he doesn't have like a beak that looks like it's soaked in blood. But we're gonna <laughs> move on from this because this is. This is not going to help me go to bed. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I predict we're going to have a boring one-hour conversation about technology and or um, consumer electronics, and that'll ease people back into things. Right. All right. Well, then I'm, I'm taking back control of this year's show. Okay. God, hold on. There's, I remember there's a way in Slack to delete shit because this first image just creeped me out. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't go. realize it would would rattle you you quite that
0: quite that much.
1: Yeah. Does it delete on your side too? Um
0: Oh, it does. Good. Okay, good. good. Good.
1: You did me a favor. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm editing history here. Um So, okay, so here's uh my uh introductory thing. So, was it last week or the week before that we talked about um, being happy with what you have? Um, I think that was that was at least a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So this week I was reminded of something that's probably kind of my own white whale. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you there. Your own white whale. I'm I'm not familiar with that phrase. Seriously? Seriously? You never uh, <laughs> you've never written. i so, I need to take some. Should we? Should we start over? <laughs> uh, you've never read Moby Dick. No, I haven't. But culturally, just by being a human, you you understand like the gist of the story, right? I mean, I've never claimed to be human on the show. <laughs> Move it. You're a Roomba, okay? <laughs> um, but you you know the the gist of the story, right? I uh, yeah, the gist. So yeah, he he's obsessed with uh, with uh, killing the whale, and that becomes you. You've never heard the culture expression "white whale," like this is kind of like your thing. That's just an all-consuming kind of. I mean I'm sure I'm sure I've heard of it but it, it clearly didn't stick with me. Okay. Well now you've heard it again. Yeah. Um uh, so for me I I've I've be, uh, been reminded that this is uh, for me that is uh messenger bags and or laptop bag or or whatever you carry your your daily stuff in. So uh, th- that's a new thing that's been re- revised or kind of brought to my attention again that I I now have to Go through a phase and figure that out again, but I want to know: uh Do you have anything like that where no matter how hard you try, there's never something that kind of meets your needs? Huh? That you just kind of like it doesn't have to be expensive or it doesn't have to be like super tech related, but something like where you're like always like no, this just isn't like what I want, and you, and you keep trying. Whether whether it's food, whether it's cooking, uh, uh. Any wine anything. my
0: my daily routine, my my work week routine. what do you mean? So weekends, I think I have pretty figured out. I'm very happy with with what I do on the weekends. I have never found a perfect schedule post college during the work week, meaning like i'm I'm not I'm not content when I you know like try to work out in the morning. But then I'm also not content if I always just try to work out in the evening. There's just pros and cons with both. I'm sometimes I like want to get into the office early, but then sometimes I get in a little bit later and then leave a little bit later. Like I haven't really like gotten into a good routine that I'm consistently happy with.
1: Okay, yeah, I guess that counts. Or I mean, or that's that's more of a, like a conceptual thing. But yeah, yeah.
0: Well, because I, I we we've alluded to this where I, I'm trying to. Let go of some of my OCD tendencies with like improving technology and always finding you know the the right product for something. So I'm trying I'm trying to get away from that a little bit, which I think is maybe more what you're describing.
1: Well, kind of. I think I've made uh, I've come to terms, or like I'm, I think I'm at a pretty good place with like the technology stuff. Like I I don't care about getting the new Apple TV. I'm super pleased with uh, the the 5K iMac. Like, I think, in, like, I haven't replaced my ScanStap in six years, and I'm and I'm pretty proud of myself for not upgrading that. But no, like, messenger bags are just one of those things where, like, I, I've never found one I really love, and I always just end up settling on something. And then I, it's just one of those things that's persistent enough. Like, I think it is partially, like, a daily routine thing as well. But just, like, it's one of those things that just bugs you, like, four times a day that it's just not right. I,
0: I re- always kind of remember you being that way. In college too it seemed like you were
1: always trying out different bags yeah and i just because the thing is i have you you work in a in a technology-ish office and, and you you commute uh so like as like uh god somebody who's almost 30 jesus um uh, i'm just gonna pre- i'm just gonna pretend you didn't say that aren't you like six months older than me we're gonna
0: probably edit that out <laughs> why because then, because then, when I when I hear, when I listen back to this episode and hear that segment, it's I'm just gonna
1: be sad. Because you're six months older than me, or something, right? Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's right. Yeah, I don't have a birthday, but uh, but yeah, you're right, about six yeah. months older. Yeah, <sighs> I I literally don't think I qualify as mid twenties anymore. No, no, you certainly don't. Let me let me clear like 20, up. Twenty seven still counts as mid twenties. I think twenty eight is when you super can't.
0: I think twenty seven, y- you might be able to stretch the definition of mid twenties, but you know certainly twenty eight where I am. Um, oh yeah, you know.
1: you're 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 an old uh, you're. Yeah the the lady friend you're, you're though, on your she... way to uh Sandpiper Creek. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, your your lady friend.
0: Oh the the yeah my my lady friend she. Um, she also argues that 28 is uh, your mid-20s. No, not at all. Well, I yeah, I don't tend to agree with it either, but I appreciate the sentiment.
1: I think 27 is where it's debatable. I think mid-20s, to be honest, is 23 to 26. Yeah, I, I,
0: I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Even though it's not really in my best interest. To... If I have my way,
1: 33 is going to be mid-20s.
0: Maybe, yeah, you can start a movement. 33 is the new 23.
1: Uh, Twenty-eight is your life's half over. The good part, at Ooh, least. Jeez. Anyway, uh, messenger bags. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's just uh, sorry. That, that was my that was my question. Is there anything that just a couple times a day just bugs you? It is isn't isn't quite right?
0: Yeah my my da- my daily work routine. I would I would say is that.
1: Okay. Um. Oh, and I, so that's what I was I was saying about commuting. Um. Yeah. What is your opinion on adults? With backpacks. Oh, I I I use a backpack. That's what I was gonna suggest to you. And I can't bring myself to do it because of its ridiculousness. Yeah. So okay. So functionally great, uh, fashion and everything else. Let's no. talk. Let's talk this out. Okay. So I
0: I I went through a phase with messenger bags. I I had a you know a backpack all the way through high school. Got to college. Messenger bags at that time really became a thing. Do you ever have a rolling backpack? <laughs> no, I do. I do have at least you know a little bit of style sense. Although, if I if I could completely push that aside, then I would have a rolling backpack because I think that's objectively the best thing for your back and everything else. But anyway, okay. Um, you know, I, I held on to the messenger bag dream for. You know, my college years and then a couple of years post-college. Um But then I, I came to the slow realization that messenger bags are terrible for your back. They're really not very functional or practical in most instances. And so when I got to uh, my new job, you know, we were given the choice between a messenger bag or a backpack or we could kind of eventually... You know, switch between them if we if we wanted to. And I, I started with a messenger bag,
1: but and then you, you have the autonomy to use whatever the hell you want, right?
0: Well, we have, we have like company issued bags. I mean, I could use whatever I want, but we actually we actually get really nice like bags through through the office. Um, so I eventually switched to a backpack a couple of years ago now, and would never look back. But I don't even think like you know who I I think about is um, yep. Um, Damn it! What's his face from the uh, the West Wing? Oh, uh, Lion, Josh Lyman. He always had a backpack. Except he always did it where he only
1: had one of the shoulder straps on, which defeats kind of like half the purpose. See, that's the I've had. I used a backpack for a year, and functionally it was great, but I would only ever use one strap because I'm not sixteen, going into junior year. Well, so this has all been a really
0: long-winded way of saying I eventually stopped caring about the fashion sense of it as much and put more emphasis on the practicality. And that's what led me to a backpack. And honestly,
1: I don't think think the backpack looks that bad. So do you ever wear a suit or do you ever like, I mean, because what I look for is something that is functional, whether (laughs) I'm... you, You established
0: I work at a tech company in San Francisco. Do you think I wear a suit? If you had, if you had to put money on it, but do do you understand
1: my perspective? But basically, like I want something that, and I know this is very difficult to to achieve, but something that works if you're just uh, wandering around, going to a coffee shop on a weekend, and you're just wearing a t shirt and jeans, or you're um, like a business casual, or if you're wearing a suit, like just that it works for all of them. And I think my current bag actually does. It's just that functionally it's a pain. But like, would you ever? do a suit and a backpack. I think the answer is no. No. And I, <laughs> I've done but then, it like having two bags and just being like, Oh, I'm going to dress for like somewhat formally today. I have to take all my shit out of this other bag and and put it into this one. That's appropriate. That seems nuts.
0: So I really only wear a, a suit to the office a couple of times a year. And it, it's, it's always when there's something after work that I'm going straight to where I need to be dressed up and there have been a couple of occasions where i've just brought my backpack and i but but oh. but I, but I, in the oh. moment in in the moment i have fully acknowledged how ridiculous it is and that makes it better yeah. if if certainly if i wore a, a suit every day i i don't think i would choose a backpack but um given that i wear fairly casual clothes to work wearing a backpack's not a big deal you gotta you really gotta think about you know when you when you get to you, you know our old age carlos you gotta start thinking about your body you got you gotta start like <laughs> letting go sorry don't I, please edit that out that's no i mean, you gotta start thinking about your back you gotta start thinking about
1: all that stuff uh, yeah, it's sure. true I'm, I'm giving I'm giving you straight life advice here here's the thing i'm 27 and everything's already broken so it doesn't matter i've already i've already thought about it i just i just saw you post today fastest 5k fastest mile subtle down yeah seven minutes like there are people that run five minute miles and it's not just that i'm short
0: <laughs> Yeah, but people who who train more and
1: now it's it's fast by uh like some schlub standards well you run you probably run like a uh, five and a half minute miles or something yeah right i did i
0: did when i uh was on the cross-country team in high school how how quickly do you run still probably faster than that generally when i'm on my evening run i usually do like between eight and a half and nine and a half minute miles
1: very casual pace but it's more of a jog
0: yeah that's that's fair
1: but you know like if you're trying though well, I mean, I because if you're like, just, if you're just going for a jog like at, at night, just so you don't like go to bed without like actually doing any substantive like uh, physical exercise, I mean that that's just you no, know, that's that's cool. But, like if you actually put your mind to it, like I mean I could yeah because you, you did could, a marathon you you've done like a half marathon, haven't you in the past like year or two?
0: Yeah, and I've you know with those uh, I've averaged
1: uh, I guess doing some some math here. Well, but but marathon times like that's. No, nobody's judging you off 13 or 26 miles because only only like uh machines can do that sustained for that long
0: yeah um i mean i i've run some it's something like about eight and a half minute miles during the the half marathons that i've run
1: wow now keeping that for 13 miles that's that's insane yeah well i mean like, i felt where, like i was gonna die after three that's
0: where adrenaline kind of you know takes over mm-hmm. i'm running running a full marathon in
1: july Ugh. it's on it's on the bucket list can i um sorry i don't want to sound morbid but can i, can I call dibs on your xbox uh xbox one <laughs> actually and, and the wii u i've never had one no you don't get the
0: wii u you you've hated on it too much on the show who who gets it The the xbox so, the xbox you could have it no who gets it i'd probably donate it
1: <laughs> really yeah you'd rather give something to charity than give it to me it's messed up it's okay. You you have um, your allegiance is to what is objectively maybe the the second worst basketball team in modern history. Uh, well, second worst team this season. I, I don't Not know. modern history. Yeah, they they've sucked for a while. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't have the fight in me tonight. Even the Brooklyn Nets are seventeen and forty four. Didn't even know that was a team. Yeah, this is still owned by Jay Z. No, all right. I'm totally stealing your Wii when you die. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna get you back. Well, if, All if right.
0: I if I'm if I'm suddenly killed, we now we now we now know who did it and why. We've got audio an audio recording. It's so that be season uh, season three of Serial. <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually might be season two of uh, making a murderer.
1: No, I wouldn't be the one that does it. It would be. Oh, you'd, yeah. Well, yeah. You'd
0: be smart and you'd hire somebody, sure. No, no.
1: We already t- we already mentioned that this is going to happen t- during your ill advised twenty six mile run. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, this is all connected. You're you're saying I should be should be looking over my shoulder. No, I'm just saying no. No human being should run twenty six <laughs> miles. It's it's. Um. So we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna transition what, off this terrible. What has what has happened to the show? God, this could be such a shit episode. <laughs> well, I, think it, I um, think it already is. No, that's what I mean. Did you see? We're, we're going to bring this all back together. Did you see that uh, Boston Dynamics video? Uh, oh, of the, the the robot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I. It, it made me feel really uncomfortable, like in a in a deeper
1: way than maybe it should have. Who is this awful person? Like who 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 gets the job of we're gonna. On like a PR video, I'm going to be the one that just antagonizes a robot and looks like the world's biggest asshole. Yeah, I and ugh, that guy. All right, I, I found it, it legitimately disturbing. Again, when uh, Google and Uber make the mistakes in ten years, when we're all eaten or and murdered by robots because they made some ill-advised choices. Um, yeah, we'll we'll know where it started. Although, I'm not sure if you saw this. Uh, Let me send you a link. Um, And you can skip ahead like 10 seconds. But um, yeah, they have this creepy um, four-legged robot. And they uh, paired it up with a uh, super cute living uh, four-legged friend. Oh yeah, that's, that's terrifying. It's like the
0: body of a robotic dog, but then sort of like the legs of a robotic
1: horse. It's terrifying, but that dog is totally right. And he's saving us. Yeah. Good old Fido. He's so cute. <laughs> uh, all right. So backpacks are A-OK by you, as, <laughs> yeah. a, as of 15 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Um, oh, so two other quick things before we start. Um, <laughs> before we actually start <laughs> the show, sure. you, you got to find a way to flag this episode as just being a do not listen to kind of one. Okay. Um, but like, we were talking about uh Apple and the FBI last week, and we talked vaguely. I think we alluded to the fact that we we're gonna give people encryption tips. Yeah, and we never did it.
0: Well, I didn't. I, didn't I like during the show, or maybe it was after the show? I called you out on that, and you said, eh, "Whatever."
1: No, I think that was gonna be during. Like, I think I would said we let's do it during like picks of the week or something. And then, uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. That and then you kind of slipped on your duties because again, you're you're the you're the person that runs this show the the ma- the magistrate. You're the, you're the Dan Benjamin to my uh, whoever else, right? Yeah. Um. So, do you use a Mac mainly? <laughs> um. No, I, I would use Windows
0: mostly. I mean, for your personal stuff. Oh, if personal stuff's on the Mac, yeah. But my day to day is spent largely on a Windows machine.
1: So, do you encrypt anything on your on your Macs, or do you feel any need to, or is that anything you'd want to explore? Hmm. Hmm. No, I I don't. Um, No, you don't consider it, or no, you don't feel the need to.
0: No, I I haven't considered it, but I all of a sudden feel the need to. I mean, obviously my iPhone is because I've I've got Touch ID enabled. Um, but no, on on my Mac, I I obviously I have a login password, but
1: like, are there any things that you store in your Dropbox that you would say are potentially sensitive? Oh, definitely. That's mostly what my Dropbox is. <laughs> it's just one gigantic folder that says top secret. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is, yeah. But, I mean, kidding aside, it's, I mean... It's, so, you don't okay. have to be super um, detailed, but can you give me an example of something that is, maybe now that you're thinking about it, potentially something that you would be worried about in if your password ever got compromised? Um, well,
0: I have... Um, what is this here? I've got... Four years of tax returns mm-hmm. with all my support, and then I've also got um, which probably
1: has your full social on it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I've got three and a half years worth of credit reports, which I run, you know, every four months. Hmm. So Interesting. Those, yeah those those two things alone, I would say, fairly sensitive.
1: Okay. And you, where? How do you? Where do you run your credit report for? To, like, do you subscribe to my FICO or because I just do the. Uh, a federally mandated free report dot com thing.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's, what, that's what I'm referring to. And there's so there's the three credit agencies, and you get one report per year from each of them. So every four months. Huh. Yeah. I, I do them all at once. Apparently, I'm a sucker. No, see, you're yeah, you're, you're silly. You got to you got to space them out so that you get to check every you know every four months.
1: But th- I don't know because like it basically, is, is have you noticed that it's a thing now that basically every credit card uh, provider. Now gives you your FICO score automatically, like uh, American Express, uh, Citibank, and a few others do. It's not a full credit report, but you, you like if if my score drops and I haven't done anything, I would then research it.
0: I do, I do generally also get the score, um, but that's not really what I'm focused on. You're just looking at inquiries and all that kind of stuff. That's right.
1: Okay, I think I should. Hmm. That's that's very smart. Thank you. Uh huh. Sure.
0: It's a it's a it's a bonus pick of the week.
1: No, that is no that's that's genuinely really smart. Yeah, I mean your credit's important. It's very very important. No, it is. But I, I genuinely it never occurred to me that you could space them out. Yeah.
0: All right. It's a it's a it's a pro tip. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm a I'm a CPA for a reason.
1: Wouldn't that be more of a CFP thing? Anyway, Carlos, it's. I don't think I think accounting let has me, anything to let do me with credit. Let report. me have
0: something, please.
1: You can have everything, except your Wii U. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's that's gonna be the the new running joke. Um, so, what you can do? Have you ever heard of sparse bundles? <laughs> no. Okay, so we're, we're gonna teach you some stuff. Okay. So are you, you're in front of your Mac. I so assume. hold on, hold on, Like, so got a regular, So white white whale. Got that. That um, that's a cultural reference that I I am super surprised you don't know. And what 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 was a sparse bundle? Yeah. So you're in front of your Mac. I
0: assume this this isn't going to be some like virus or something, is it?
1: You're on a Mac, man. No. Yeah, I am,
0: I am in front of my Mac, but I feel like I'm about okay. to no, no. okay I'm so about up, to be hacked
1: so no no open up Disk Utility. Okay. Okay. You know when that's done? Yeah. Okay. When you have Disk Utility open, uh, so there's a couple things. Like, have you ever downloaded an app from somewhere? Like, let's say you want to install Skype, and you download a .dmg file. I've no, I've never done that.
0: Yes. Continue.
1: But but you know what a disk image is, then, right? Well, how
0: how the hell else would I install applications on my Mac?
1: You d- you download the .exe file from the from the Windows Store. But then it won't install. Exactly. Okay. Come on. I'm not I'm not that big of a Mac idiot. So so you're not you're, you're not Steam telling me to uh, <laughs> put stuff into my Start menu.
0: Did would, did would you would you want to, this to be added to your Start menu, Carlos?
1: <laughs> Can we edit your registry for you? <laughs>
0: oh right reg right edit man it's ms key. config to, yeah. to get
1: all that crap from starting up with windows yeah, it's key okay Ooh, that's pretty good what was that a was that a super nerdy joke uh yeah. i think people can relate to that no no that all registry stuff isn't it all start with uh h key oh I, I didn't even gosh yes i didn't even pick up on that all right just edit it out to make it look like you <laughs> all right man this is such a sloppy show okay so inside disk utility So like uh, when people uh, make uh, little installers for software, they make what's a DMG file, a disk image. So if you inside disk utility, if you go to file, new image, and then you go to uh, blank image, you have the option of uh, creating um, under image format, you can do what's called a sparse bundle image. So that creates a file that's expandable that you can make that's sort of a DMG file uh, that's openable on any Mac, but has the advantage that you can add 256-bit encryption to it, um, and this makes it so that you can have kind of a, a special folder or a image inside of Dropbox that syncs through a bunch of small 8-megabyte um, files, so that it's even if it grows to be like several gigabytes, it's still easy to manage inside Dropbox. Uh, but it gives you an encrypted, password-protected disk image that's editable at any time that is still compatible with cloud services. So I, didn't, if, I, didn't,
0: I didn't follow the part about, said, eight, 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 8 megabits at a time?
1: Uh, so um, normally, like, let's say you have, you have a 500 megabyte application that you download from the internet. Normally, it's just one big 500 megabyte file, right? Right. So what uh, a sparse bundle does is it's an expandable disk image that looks like it's just one big file, but instead it's formed by a lot of smaller 4 or 8 megabyte chunks. That means, let's say, you go pull your uh, credit reports again and you add the newest ones to it. When you save that to Dropbox, it's not now re-uploading a 500-megabyte folder. It's just updating like the last two 8-megabyte chunks. Got it. So that's what makes it viable for using with a uh, cloud disk service. Unless
0: if I also access that Dropbox folder with a Windows PC regularly.
1: So that's the thing. You have to be kind of pretty Mac centric for this to work. Hmm. And there's no way to just
0: encrypt your Dropbox folder. They don't offer that.
1: No. Okay. Not at all. So and that, and that's the thing with Dropbox, and that and kind of goes along with the Apple FBI thing that's reminding people of a lot of stuff, which is that while well, no matter how strong a password you have, and if you use two factor authentication or any of that kind of stuff, let's say that for some reason law enforcement or something something happens where it's a a court order chooses to that makes your stuff accessible now it doesn't matter what type of security you had that's now accessible to anybody or to law enforcement right which again i don't think it's a problem for us or any or most other people but i do think knowing how to store sensitive information is easy whether it's pictures or sensitive financial documents or just anything that you don't want to be super accessible if you're a Mac user or somebody who doesn't need access to those things on a Windows computer, this is a super easy way to do it. So
0: do you also then have like full disk encryption enabled on your Mac?
1: Oh, of course. And I think actually on almost all Macs uh, by default now, um, it the default option is for File Vault to, to be enabled for whole disk encryption. Is there a way for me to check that? Yeah, just go to the uh, system preferences and then go to security oh, and privacy.
0: System and then go to File Vault. Oh, hold on, hold on. System Preferences, Security and Privacy. Uh, security and Privacy. Okay. And then the File Vault tab. Uh huh. Um,
1: File Vault is turned off.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: So what that's going to do is it's going to, once you turn it on, it's going to. Should I do it during the show here? (laughs) No, you shouldn't because it, it, I mean, it'd be fine, but it just, uh, it's, it's a processor intensive type of thing and it's, uh, it's going to take several hours. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's going to have you uh, set up a, or it's going to prompt you with a 25 digit um, or character recovery key that looks like a lot, a lot like a Windows XP serial. Right. Um, And then that's in case you ever forget your Apple ID password. Hmm. Yeah, I I should do this, especially on a mobile computer. Definitely, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I mean, I have I have my I have like two factor authentication turned on for Dropbox. But I guess if somebody got my Mac, like what good, what good would that do? Not much. I, mean, I guess I could I could disable access to the Dropbox from like the Dropbox web interface from my MacBook Pro.
1: Yeah, but how quickly might you know that uh your laptop was swiped? Exactly. And what if and what if they don't connect to the internet again? Right.
0: This is, this is this is literally I'm opening Omnifocus inbox, new action,
1: file vault.
0: Boom. It's going to be a, a
1: little weekend project. Yeah. Um okay, and uh other last quick tip that I don't think we've talked about in all of our Omnifocus conversations. Do you use Siri or uh to capture reminders at all? No. Okay. Well, I, I I do when I'm driving. And one uh kind of pro tip for this is that you can uh set up separate lists inside the iOS Reminders application. And one hack or uh workaround for getting Omnifocus to work with Siri for, without um Omnifocus being open is that you can have a separate list inside the iOS Reminders app and have OmniFocus uh, persistently capture those. So that way you can say, uh, hey Siri, add whatever, whatever to my inbox list, and then it automatically goes into the inbox of OmniFocus.
0: Oh, so you're not really using the Reminders app, you're just using it as a conduit to get information into
1: OmniFocus. Exactly. So you create a separate... um, reminders checklist and it just checks like every five seconds to see if there's something in there and it just takes it out immediately.
0: How do you how do you set that up? Well, we we can talk about that offline if it's if it's
1: that was one of the things that in that um David Sparks uh thing I recommended to you. Oh okay. All right. Yeah, but it's it's super easy. And I'm sure if you Google just omnifocus Siri um uh you'll get it. Oh,
0: you can just, you can just Google anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh what? Sorry. Just keep going.
0: Did you just did you Google a cute dog photo?
1: No, it just happened upon
0: it. It happened upon <laughs> me. It is that with your your five K iMac. Do things just? Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Did I? Did I not send that to you? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, you really should get a corgi. I should. Yeah, I feel like you would just be. I don't know. I feel like you just would be a different person. I feel like like as as the owner of a corgi, you just you or any sort of like cute puppy, like you just. You just would instantly be happier.
1: I'm pretty happy already.
0: You are, I agree. But what, don't you think you'd be even happier with a dog? I think I'd be sadder. Oh, because you feel like you were neglecting it all the time?
1: Yeah, like, I, I that's the thing that really bums me out, not to get too personal, but, like, I just, I don't know when that's going to change. Like, unless I, like, somehow find a way to work from home or um, get some type of, like, you're your own, like, to start my own business somehow. Like, I don't... See where I'm ever going to have the option of not feeling guilty about just kind of abandoning a dog for like twelve hours a day. Right, that's a bummer, man. Yeah, life is life's hard. Kind of, but hmm, it's that's a bummer. In a different way. All right.
0: Hmm. Are we, should we Should we start?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's start the show. Okay, Donald Trump. Um, uh, super Tuesday. I <laughs> have one other thing. Do you remember 24? The awful TV show, which in retrospect is genuinely one of the worst TV shows that ever existed. I, I do. Okay. Do you agree with that assessment? No, not entirely. It, I think it preyed upon a super warped view that Americans had about national security for a certain number of years. I, would you say that's partially accurate?
0: Um, yes. Do you think there's yes a lot of people?
1: No. Do you think there's a lot of people that still think national intelligence is all Jack Bauer all the time?
0: I mean, probably, but I mean, people people believe and you know, subscribe to lots of different fictional things from TV and movies.
1: I don't think people think Quidditch is happening. Is that is that the <laughs> is is that the uh, people, Hunger Games thing? People. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, you're you're
0: terrible. People people play Quidditch in real life. Flying broomsticks don't. exist. Well, they they play. It's 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 all done on the ground, but it's a it's a thing.
1: No, it's not. If you're not flying, I think it's not a thing. Isn't it? Wasn't that like ninety percent of it? Well, it it is, but that's... so they're only playing ten percent of it. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I guess. But I mean, here I'm gonna. This is it's a very image-heavy show, which you know I, I know plays again. again if if you, we got to do proper show notes one day, play, yeah. Well, this this would be this would be chock full of photos. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to you. This 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 really occurs in, in real life. But they're on the ground.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm aware, but that's. And, and, wait, hold on. Is this picture of some kid getting plumped with a dodgeball? Well, I think they might be. No, look at the ball at the top, and it looks like it's falling down. <laughs> yeah, I think the the
0: dodgeballs are involved somehow. But I mean, I, I'm just it, I'm showing you this to to prove that
1: in any, any sort of fictional. But just look at look at all these parents on the sidelines. What what are they doing? I yeah, I I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't it's say. it's the parents that are that are kind of ruining this for me. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? I have no idea. Twenty four for some reason. Uh huh. Um. Remember the very first season? I could have sworn that um, was that just bad writing on that show, or am I misremembering? Weren't they saying that um, California's Democratic presidential primary occurred on Super Tuesday? I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe I really think it was, but I looked it up earlier today because I'm like, that can't be true. And California is not involved in that. Well, not currently. It was, but at not one point. not for a
0: while. Not for a while, but
1: like not since eighty four is what my research turned up. Yeah,
0: well, I, I, But I saw today five thirty eight. He posted something that like all but all but like seven or eight states have been involved on Super Tuesday at one point or another through our history. Hmm. So it's kind of it's a rotating cast of characters.
1: <laughs> is that how we think of the state of the union?
0: <laughs> it is. It is at this point during this election.
1: I'm going to ask you one political question and you can keep it as brief as you want to. Okay. Would you say you you would lean towards a Democratic candidate? I, I would certainly say so, yes. Do you think... Uh, a, <laughs> would you prefer that Donald Trump win the Republican nomination because you believe he's more easy to beat or for fear of the destruction of the United States. Would you prefer it to be one of the other guys? I
0: would prefer it to be one of the other guys.
1: Okay. All right. Technology.
0: <laughs> well what's what's your what's your take on those two questions?
1: Uh, oh, my god. It just uh I I plead the Fifth Amendment until Donald Trump finds a way to amend the Constitution.
0: Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh it's the the it's, it's it's the laughter
1: that holds back the tears it's uh, technology yeah again i told you you're going to carry the rest of the show and, and the first sloppy half was was on me you've actually
0: you've carried more of it than than i thought you would i was i was a little concerned before we started recording
1: i, I think once we started talking about uh moving on you yeah we got, got fired technology. up technology mm-hmm.
0: um so let, let's get through a couple of apple related rumors we're Fast, fastly approaching, uh, quickly approaching uh, Apple's uh, latest rumored event, which so this has been one of my favorite little um, new stories this week that Apple and I'm using the big air quotes that, that I like to use sometimes on this show. I'm, I'm literally air quoting in case in case you're wondering that the Apple delayed <laughs> their uh, unannounced event from the week of April, or March 14th to uh, March 21st. So the rumors all were pointing towards the 14th, and now now uh, we're hearing the, the 21st. Lot, love that. Love that Apple can delay an event they haven't even announced. Um, anyway, uh, so during this event on the 21st, um, we are apparently going to get a new iPad, which really isn't a surprise. But what maybe is a little surprising is that this is going to be marketed as a 9.7-inch version of the iPad Pro. So we're not going to get an iPad Air 4, or I'm sorry, iPad Air 3, but instead we're going to get a smaller iPad Pro. Um, what, what, do, what do you think about this? You, you generally have fairly strong feelings on Apple's naming and sort of their the makeup of their product lineup.
1: So I don't know. Um, I I I've, I hate falling into this trap, but Upgrade had a good discussion of this this week. I I I don't mind this at all. Not not that I really have any any, uh, any position to, but I don't know what that means for the rest of the product line. Like I understand that the Air Two was like a super powerful iPad. Like, and I'm still very very happy with mine, even though it's like a, a year and a half old since it was first released. Now, um. And that's kind of like the stuff that the iPad, like with like a Pro, uh, suffix, kind of uh, conjures up in in like a purchaser's mind. But like, does this mean that the Air two just sticks around indefinitely? Are there two competing lines of, um, what I would call, uh, the correct size tablet? So, just what what happens with that? Because I I've I- I'm very critical of the fact that. Apple's iPad line is just so weird and disjointed that, like, the iPad mini has the iPad mini 2. It had the mini 3, but that got discontinued. So now there's this weird gap, and they sell the 2 and the iPad mini 4. The iPad Air hangs around for some reason just, well, because they want a lower price point. The Air 2 is the best iPad. Then they have the the Pro hanging out over there, which is, like, an improbably large iPad so i just don't really know what this does unless the ipad air line gets discontinued entirely yeah and it, it,
0: it like the biggest piece of complexity that it adds is previous to this the the ipad line i agree that it's convoluted but at least it's very easy to differentiate between the lines because it's basically all driven by screen size but now we're going to have two different screen sizes within the same product line, and you know, also referencing that upgrade discussion that you mentioned, you're it's it's basically turning the
1: iPad more into
0: like a traditional laptop lineup.
1: But the thing is, I don't understand how they do that based on because Apple with the uh, particularly with the iPhone and this trickles down to the iPad is that they. To meet their demand of having uh, products at almost every price point, um, products stay in the line for three to five years. Just like we we just barely got rid of the iPhone 4s finally. So if that approach happens, like does like this transition of like product names not happen until like the iPad Mini four finally dies somehow, or does Apple like because I. Tim Cook's Apple, and this is one thing I will fault Tim Cook on, is that he he's an operations guy, and I don't think he has any uh, qualms about, like I think he thinks the company has enough supply chain efficiency to manage like just an improbable number of SKUs. But I think he is the reason that there are so many products that stay longer than they need to, even if that makes the purchasing decisions harder. And I don't feel like he or Apple leadership would be willing to make a clean break and be like, nope, there's the iPad and there's the iPad Pro and they come in 7, 10, or 13-inch screen sizes. And the 13 happens to just be available in the Pro. Like, I, I just don't see him doing that. Yeah, I, this is one of those things I just have... I have no I have no idea and I just
0: don't even really have any good guesses.
1: Like, do you, do you feel Think that for regular folks or just people buying ipads do you think that any of like the lack of sales success that it's had has anything to do with there being so much choice that's not necessarily uh required no and they they've um jason and mike sort
0: of poked fun at that on upgrade as well where you know this big long discussion about names, but it's like at the end of the day, the the naming conventions and the product lineup is not what's holding the the iPad back.
1: Yeah, um,
0: I mean, I still do think it's weird, though. I'm like, I mean, I th- I, mean, I think maybe maybe along the margins, there's some influence that having a convoluted product line results in, but by and large the iPad and just sort of the product category of tablets in general have much bigger issues, which, you know, we've exhaustively talked about on this show. Sure.
1: Um, on to our own opinions of this rumored not actually in existence yet product. Um. I'm going to commit on this show to saying that I will not purchase the iPad Pro 10-inch this year i know you've had some not concerns but you've had maybe a little bit of um regret or or uh, unease with uh the mini right a little bit
0: i think yeah so i um went towards the mini as a way of consolidating my full-size iPad and my Kindle. Like, I, I I wanted to try just having one device for to kind of replace both of those things. And while I still do think that the Mini is great for reading, um, that's kind of the only thing that it's, like, better at. Like, I think pretty much everything else, including web browsing and movies and TV shows, all that kind of stuff is better on a 9.7-inch iPad. But so, so in, in that, from that sense, I have thought like, oh, maybe this would be a nice upgrade. But uh, on the other hand, I'm constantly having to enter my password on my iPad because it's been more than 48 hours since I've used Touch ID on it, which I think <laughs> is a pretty, pretty darn good sign that I don't use
1: my iPad very often. Yeah. And, and you're somebody who was like very pro iPad for a while. Yeah, I, I would like say. You were su- you were super jazzed about your Mini 4 for like six months.
0: Yeah, I was thinking I was pretty jazzed on iPads in general for quite a while. But, um, you know, just between the iPhone getting bigger and also now having this MacBook Pro, I just, I don't know, the iPad doesn't really fit much of what I do.
1: Just wait until your MacBook Pro gets Siri. <laughs> right. Game, game changer. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so because I've I, I've stated many times in the past that I, I really enjoy my iPad Air two, the three to ten times a month I use it, like it's super wildly varying. Like I I have gotten like one thing I will say that's good about it is it it's great for reading and protect, like particularly reading long form articles and documents like that whole um like the sixty page apple's uh like motion to like dismiss the motion to compel whatever thing that was released like a week ago <laughs> is that is that the uh the, the technical the, the legal term i think there's maybe one extra or one missing word in that but i think it was pretty close okay um i've been watching a lot of better call Saul. i'm i feel like i'm an expert now <laughs> right yeah no no soliciting damn that's okay just about to say cool <laughs> um man jimmy's good um But yeah, it's documents like that that I will try to read either on my phone or on a a laptop, and I either get distracted or it's just not a good experience. But that's something that I was able to get through very quickly on the iPad and was very pleased with. Like, I think... I kind of wish the iPad Air was maybe a half inch or an inch bigger, where it was almost the exact same size as a standard piece of paper. I think that's something that would be interesting to me. But that is kind of like... If if the tablet was basically a piece of paper, I think that's something that gets us closer to something that maybe people want. I think that's where the Apple Pencil makes way more sense, and, and that's something that would would compel me to upgrade.
0: I think the other thing that um, kind of cooled me on the idea of upgrading to something like this as well is I, I finally went into an Apple store a little while back and played around with the Pencil some. And... I mean granted this was only for a few minutes so I it's maybe not fair to to jump to like a fixed opinion of it but like it didn't really make that great of a first impression like I, I still found it to be somewhat laggy and I mean you're still you're still just writing on a piece of glass which I just don't think feels that great and I I totally like would um recognize that it's probably better than most of what else is out there, but it's still I still don't see it as being that great of an experience or at least it didn't make a very good first impression
1: yeah and i and I think i uh tend to romanticize the idea of uh handwritten notes like I've been in meetings the past couple of days where uh laptops are frowned upon, and handwritten notes i've i first forgot how horrible my handwriting is getting. And it's just not that fun or interesting. And I think once you remove like actual like the tactile feel of pencil and paper, and like that resistance that you get that makes it slightly more palatable. I I think like as somebody who's not an artist, I feel like yeah, probably the pencil is would wear off. Its novelty would wear off very quickly.
0: Yeah, we should let's not get into that tonight. But that is actually an interesting thing with meetings in the workplace around like whether you should have laptops out or not, because like I have actually gotten into a pretty good routine of typing my notes now on my laptop using Evernote. Mm-hmm. But there is sort of a stigma where if you have your laptop open, it's presumed that you're just sort of goofing around or you're you're
1: doing something else. So here here's what I've been doing. Like certain it depends on like which department or, or what, what what the context is. I usually don't have an issue with it, but certain people are picky about it. But what I do is, whenever possible, I will fold this. I won't shut the lid, but I will fold the screen inward to kind of convey that I'm not just on Instagram or like just messing around. Right. And that only when I need to be typing or I need to reference something do I open it up again. And I think that kind of like it being mostly closed 80% of the meeting, I think that conveys like some respect and that makes it better. But certain people are, are picky about it. So that's tricky. Yeah, that, that's smart, though. Yeah. Um, and I get to show off my cool Apple sticker. That's right. Well, what is, what is
0: your Apple sticker?
1: I think I've shown you... I have the um, uh, the the vintage, like, fi- uh, five-color Apple oh, or six-color yeah. Apple thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot Jason Snell's site is called Six Colors because of that. That's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, to wrap up the iPad stuff, yeah, I'm committing to not buying one just because I I, I don't find the speed of my iPad Air too lacking. I think like the iPad, I think the Apple Pencil sounds nice in theory, but I would be bored of it really, really, really soon. I'm sure Apple's smart keyboard thing would be terrible. Just like I have the the Logitech Type Cover Plus Two or whatever the hell it's called, uh, which a terribly named but has one of the best keyboard, like, key-click feelings of any keyboard I've ever used, hands down, which is spooky for an uh, iPad keyboard case. I just don't think it, it it's really going to do much for me. The 5SC, maybe that'll do something for me, though. Nice transition. Bravo. But have you thought about it? Like, I I think it's kind of like the 6 Plus thing, but in reverse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally do. Well, so so talk about what the updates are with the with the uh, now I, uh, iPhone SE, and then we'll get into that.
0: So yeah, so the you know this has been rumored to be called the uh, iPhone 5 SE, and now the Apple Apple's changing the name of a product that hasn't been announced. Which again, I love that about the rumor sites this week. Um, so it's it's now just the iPhone SE, which is. Uh, I guess going to be marketed as like standing for special edition, um, and so I mean basically what this thing is is it's it's basically an upgraded five S. So it's it's a five S but with iPhone six equivalent um, specs. So that means 6S. like... Okay, oh, is is it now a six S? Is that the is that the latest batch of rumors?
1: So it's supposed to have an A nine.
0: Okay, that's so that's I guess that's something else that's maybe change since the earlier versions of what this device was going to be sure yeah so a9 m9 hey siri support uh apple pay support oh my gosh my phone literally just went off for ahoy telephone
1: there we go <laughs> um you're lucky that at least it overreacts to you i i basically have to yell hey siri for my phone to do anything yeah look it didn't do anything yeah nice Hey Siri.
0: Oh, mine did it again. Hmm. Yeah, mine's mine's a little hit or miss. Um. So, yeah, I I don't I don't think I could ever go back to an iPhone this size. Because I I feel like once you, I feel like once you upgrade a screen size, it's really hard to go back.
1: Yeah. Um. For me, I've thought about it in the same way that I've thought about the uh, of the Plus models. And I really, really liked the 5S. Like, I thought it was the best shaped and feeling phone of any iPhone ever released. Um, But what I think I would have difficulty dealing with and going back, like, I think I could adjust to the keyboard, like, uh, because I, I really don't like... Of the amount I have to kind of shift the phone around for my finger to reach, uh, for my thumb to reach all parts of the screen, like it's it's mostly fine, and I've got, I've learned to deal with it, but um, it's not as good as I'd want it to. So that's what makes a four-inch screen uh, appealing still, but uh, you lose a row of icons. That is honestly the 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 deal breaker for me. Hmm, that's a good point. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, it, it's, I'm glad that it's out there for somebody because I know there are still people who are um, clinging to their 5S because like for a lot of people, like the 6 is just too dang big. It's like, you, I'm sure you, if that became the only option forever for a modern spec phone, they would eventually have to deal with it when the phone dies. But um, yeah, it's, it's weird that the new normal is 4.7 to the 5.2 inch screens. Why why is that weird? Because ergonomically it's bad. Hmm. Like, I mean, just, yeah, I, I, uh, do you honestly think that, like, because I have, like, the phones I use right now, I have the the Samsung Note 5, which is a 5.7 inch screen. I have a Galaxy S6, uh, which is a 5.2 inch screen. And then I have the iPhone 6S. And those are all slightly too big for me particularly the Note 5, and I I don't find any of them comfortable. Like, I kind of wish there was something just slightly in between the the iPhone 5S and the iPhone 6S in terms of screen size. Hmm. Like, do you feel completely happy with how the 6S feels in terms of just dimensions? I I think so, yeah.
0: Like, maybe... Maybe slightly too big just when you think about reaching each of the four corners, but, but in general, no, I think it's 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 a good size.
1: Okay. Would you prefer for it to have squared off edges and a bigger battery? I mean, yeah, I would. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just... Oh, man. We're never going to get a bigger battery, are we? No. <sighs> Sad times.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I don't... Uh, I guess I don't really see this as being a super interesting product to to me personally, but I think it's smart for Apple. I mean, why not give people more choice with screen size? Because it is such a um, personal preference sort of thing. If uh, it's it's smart for them to do that,
1: do if you had to guess, do you think um, reasonable screen sizes are going to be a an ongoing priority, or do you think it's always going to be like? Um, there's the iPhone 7 and 7 plus and then maybe 6 to 12 months later those features get put into the uh reasonably sized phone do you ever think there's going to be a day where there's um like the the iPhone like even if they called it something stupid like if they called it the iPhone mini and then there's the iPhone and then there's the iPhone plus do you ever think that happens or is the the smaller one always going to be behind
0: i think it really depends on how this first one does if this ends up being some runaway
1: hit, yeah, maybe. Cuz the thing is, I think the f- I, I don't speak for Apple and I don't know what their what their deal is with this, but I think the 5C and kind of the gigantic failure that that was. Cuz I think it we don't have actual data on it, but I think based on the um just like the marketing blitz that was just constant for like 6 months versus the amount of like actual 5Cs you saw in the wild. Like it it had to have been a decent failure, right? I I don't know. I, it's
0: that's that kind of stuff just feels like pure speculation. I mean we're not we're not you're not traveling, you're not traveling the country looking to see what type of iPhone people have and you and I certainly don't live in a you know, representative part of the country.
1: Uh eh, I think if people wanted a 5C they would buy a 5C here. Hmm. Like I don't because the 5C still wasn't cheap. Like it was still five fifty at full retail. It wasn't if like the hundred dollars wasn't making or breaking anything. Right. All right. Um and to round out the Apple well actually we have I we have two things, but uh what what is Christmas Eve for the Apple car? I don't I don't understand what this is.
0: So Apple uh had their annual shareholders meeting and uh Tim Cook who led the call was asked about um the Apple car rumors and his response was was interesting it was the exact quote is do you remember when you were a kid and christmas eve it was so exciting you weren't sure what was going to be downstairs well it's going to be christmas eve for a while so i mean presumably in this analogy the apple car is essentially Christmas Day or Christmas morning and we're on the eve of that day, but that it's it's going to the the, this this time period, this eve period is gonna last a while. Which it's I don't know, it's a weird it's a weird Is that like a weird like non denial or is that or that that hmm I mean I, I think every time that he's been asked about an Apple car, I don't think he's ever denied its existence. Um every answer has sort of been a non denial denial I mean, or be not not even a denial in any way shape or form. It's just been he he's almost laughed it off, which is kind of unapple like yeah I, I don't know if this is one of those rumors that just truly got so far out there and be be' just kind of because of the size of the project it'd be kind of impossible to keep top secret anyway that he he just kind of has to roll over on this one and just play along but i don't know um i mean the the quote makes sense if the rumors are true right like 2020 or 2021 is when we'd see this thing so i mean we're still 5 6 years out
1: okay and to round it up what happened this week with the uh the fbi thing um i mean the the biggest thing i guess is that
0: well I, you mentioned that Apple formally filed their response uh but then also a bunch of tech companies you know kind of finally uh came out in formal um support of apple um and this included what microsoft facebook google twitter i think those are those are the big ones right
1: yeah my my issue with this is that it seems like Everybody started piling on like really late when it seemed safe to do so. Is did you get any of that? No, because I think
0: you look at most public opinion polls, and the FBI is still viewed as being the party on the right side of the argument. So no, I don't. I don't think so. I think if it were the other way around, and Apple were, if the public were clearly in support of Apple, then yeah, maybe. But I don't think that's the case here. Hmm.
1: Okay, well, anyway, and, uh, so Apple has until when? When it, are they legally required to either abide by the ruling or some other things happen? I think
0: now it's now it's back on the court. So the Apple, Apple had a week to, or a week and a half to provide their response, and now I think the, the ball's in, you know, the court's court, as you would say.
1: <laughs> Pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right I don't think I have a whole lot to add to that, so yeah all right, moving right along so here's one thing that's that was uh that i that I found this week that I thought was a little weird Square cash would you uh that that's a service that I really enjoy and i I enjoy that it exists because i I'm a young person but I really dislike Venmo and what it represents because I'm not cool and hip uh would you agree?
0: Um I don't I don't think I have any problem with Venmo. I I enjoy
1: using both it and Square Cash. You don't find that um Venmo re- forcing almost everything you do to be social, like unless you go super out of your way to opt out of it, is kind of lame? I don't I don't love that part, but I
0: I don't have strong feelings against it, I guess.
1: Okay. Well, anyways, so Square Cash, I mean Square has its hands in a different number of businesses. It's trying to kind of figure out what it does besides um just enable small business payments uh they've had square cash which is just kind of like it it's like a super simplistic and fantastically executed product which i've been super um happy with and i've converted a whole bunch of people to using it um but they're doing something this week that's strange that where rather like it's a new feature and it's optional but rather than uh immediately depositing any money that you are sent into your bank account uh through its uh debit link thing um it now allows you to carry a balance like PayPal which seems strange well it does no it doesn't seem strange it makes total sense as why why they're doing it but i think that complicates the product and makes it lamer I mean it seems kind of opt in at
0: this point not not in any way mandatory. I think as long as it stays that way, but will it?
1: Um where it becomes the like for new users, it becomes the default and then the product just changes over time. Like that's that's what I worry about slightly. But I mean it's it's still great, but that's that's weird. I mean,
0: yeah, we have to kind of keep an eye on this, but I think this first iteration is mostly harmless. But I, I do agree that the direction this indicates they may go is is a little worrisome.
1: Yeah, I know they're always trying stuff. <sighs> um, all right, what's up next? Um,
0: so I guess just quickly before we get into um, the, our. Better Call Saul recap and our picks of the week. I think we're going to skip that. The b- other big topic. I um, might have to. I might have to put some more thought into that before we talk about it on the show. Which one? Um, the the third or the the one the one that I kept cutting out of the outline that I, we were we were trying to move around. The thing I added kind of last minute tonight.
1: Okay. Yeah. If you want, if you want to push it off, you can. Yeah, we'll we'll, pu- we'll push that off. We'll get, sure. Okay. We'll call that a tease okay and i I should update uh folks in in that i did um a couple weeks ago we teased or we talked about uh firewatch which is a a great game that seems to be very very widely uh praised uh, and that you recommended and i had some challenges getting steam to to be functional on os 10 and other things but i started playing it uh yesterday i'm not good at video game um (laughs) singular because it's the first one i've played in, in uh, a very long time mm-hmm. uh but I, i'm slowly figuring it out but um i am only on day two i hope there's not like actually 80 days i think it skips around right well that's well, we won't get into specifics <laughs> okay uh but it looks like i've got uh, a bit of work ahead of me but so i have not completed it but i'm enjoying it so far it's pretty beautiful and also i'm disappointed it can't run at fifty-one twenty by 2800 like like my computer should but the frame rate drops pretty
0: dramatically if i let if if that happens well i mean like i was explaining offline i think even even some high-end uh video cards on the on the windows side of things have trouble um at 4k you know
1: let alone 5k so yeah but uh what do you call it um firewatch doesn't seem like it has uh it's like it's a super like it's a beautiful game and like the texture like it all looks very nice, but it doesn't seem like it has a lot of um graphic detail like in terms of like the the amount of motion and stuff happening on screen so it's very so, very stylized yeah i would have thought it would have been okay but anyway so i'm I'm running it at twenty five sixty by whatever that resolution is and it it runs very well
0: I, w- I would hope so yeah
1: So uh, that hopefully will have some resolution next week. Resolution. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. Whoops.
0: Um, Okay, anyway, so the the last two quick things that I had um, unrelated to that bigger topic was some news that came out this week about the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Uh, So with the PlayStation 4, Sony outlined their latest uh, update uh, three point, version 3.5, or I guess it's their next biggest update. And the, the big feature here is remote play. So you're going to be able to remotely play a PlayStation 4 game on your Mac or on your PC. And I think what's interesting about this is that Sony's never really had any sort of official controller support on the PC, which has been very unlike Microsoft. And it's really allowed... The Xbox controller to become sort of the de facto controller when it comes to PC gaming. And so I wonder if this means that we're finally going to get some, you know, Sony backing on a PlayStation controller solution for the PC. And if we do, I'd be curious if the Xbox controller is already so entrenched as the standard that it really won't make any difference, or if people will start to. You know, kind of go between the PlayStation controller and the Xbox controller.
1: So, can you clarify again what what this means? Does this mean that uh, your PC is now like um, remote desktop for your PS4? Yeah, I mean, so ba-
0: basically, so they have um, they have this feature available on the the PS uh, or P- PlayStation Vita today. I was going to almost say the PSP, the the Vita, um, where you can play. PlayStation 4 games on your PlayStation Vita. So the the game is running on the PS4, but you're actually seeing the image and using the controller of the of the handheld. So, you know, hmm. kind of limited use cases where, you know, where that would be useful, but um just just like I think this PC and Mac thing would be. But again, I think to me what's interesting is is the controller side of it. Hmm. Okay. Um and then I guess on the the PlayStation or the PlayStation 1. Well, can the, I
1: uh can I stop you there? Oh, sure, yeah. Um I there's a video game and I, I that I found on Steam. We won't talk about it yet, but it looks like it may require a controller. Do you have any recommendations or input on a controller for a Mac? I no longer have an Xbox. Huh. No, I I I,
0: I don't. Cuz I, I use I use an Xbox One controller on my PC. I don't I don't know if I've ever used a controller on the Mac, so no. Have
1: you heard anything about the Steam controller?
0: Yeah, it's pretty mixed. Some people okay. some people enjoy it, some people really don't. Yeah, okay. it's it's pretty pretty mixed. Um so then the the Xbox One, so they um Microsoft had their annual Xbox Spring showcase. Um, Which usually is an event where they just talk about games, but uh, they actually spent quite a bit of time on hardware this time around. And they kind of had some vague allusions to really wanting to make the Xbox and Windows 10 sort of a unified platform where, and actually they have have this platform, it's the universal Windows platform, you know, rolls right off the tongue which is supposed to make developing games very easy um, to run cross-platform. So you'd you'd write kind of one code base or a code base with some then minor edits to then run on the Xbox, Windows 10, and then Windows phones and tablets. Um, And you'd have things like cross-play, where you could have a Windows 10 computer playing against a player on an Xbox One, or you'd have like cross saves where you can save your progress on from your Windows 10 PC onto your Xbox and continue playing there. Um but the what they started also getting into during this event was the idea that they also want the Xbox not to just be more similar to Windows 10 PCs from a software perspective, but also from a hardware perspective. Um um, and the, the exact quote from uh, Phil, who's this? Phil Spencer, who's the um, head of Xbox at Microsoft, um, he says, we see on other platforms, whether it be mobile or PC, that you get a continuous innovation that you rarely see on console. Consoles lock the hardware and the software platforms together at the beginning of the generation. Then you ride the generation out for seven or so years, while other ecosystems are getting better, faster, stronger. And then you wait for the next big step function. So it it seems like he's sort of alluding at having sort of a module, or modular, or like an upgradable Xbox. You know, similar to how you can swap out a video card on a traditional desktop PC. And I think that's that's an interesting idea because that that really is a big drawback to consoles compared to PCs. But I don't know how you change that. Without giving up a console's sort of biggest advantage, which is it's a static platform that developers know exactly what they're writing to, and as a result of that, you know they can get some graphical and performance optimizations out of the platform that you really can't on the PC, where you've got four thousand different hardware combinations. So I don't know. It's an ambitious idea, but I just don't know how you. I don't know how you'd execute on it.
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's a bad idea just because. Uh, again, I, I've talked at length about this in in prior episodes that PC gaming seems so difficult, and also that one of the biggest drawbacks is that the widely varying hardware means that the experience that you may get just by buying a video game off the shelf or from a, a digital download store, it, it can vary widely depending on what type of hardware you have. And there are just incompatibilities and drivers. Like there's just so much stuff that's that's different. And I assume even if it's just like Microsoft-sanctioned um, hardware upgrades, that it just, I, I think it complicates a lot of what um, makes consoles unique and a better choice for many people. Even though I think uh, Sony and Microsoft are already managing to make consoles difficult, I think this just makes it more so
0: it's hard to tell even what exactly is being referenced here because it is sort of just a vague concept that's being conveyed, but it'd be interesting to see if, if they actually do something like a upgradable Xbox one.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Cause it didn't, uh, didn't somebody say that this was gonna be the last generation of consoles. Yeah. I mean, people have been saying that for a while, but it's got to happen eventually. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I I would think, but I mean, this this generation's done really well, so so who knows?
1: It's done really well for Sony though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so, so says EA. Right. Um, so okay, so better call Saul or picks of the week first. Uh, a dealer's choice. Let's do better call Saul. Okay, save the picks of the week for the end. Um, so another good episode. I feel like that's just how every recap is gonna start. Um, I think that the big takeaway from this one was, you know, we talked last week about how it felt like we were really given uh, the direction that the show was going to go. Where you know Jimmy's got this this kind of s- stable job as a as a you know bona fide lawyer now, but he clearly has some of that slip Jimmy still in him, and he's going to <laughs> sort of skirt between the two roles and try to leverage some of the advantages of being a con man with you know legitimate legal work and sure enough i mean that's basically what this entire episode was about was him balancing those two things and you know he's got his brother and he's got kim he's got all these he's got these people who have kind of cured catching on to him but he's you know kind of trying to fly under the radar that's a really interesting that's a really interesting premise. And I feel like that's something that they can they can run with for a while.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it yeah, it is is very interesting. I think it was very tastefully done. It it um it ties together a lot of things like his uh complicated relationship with um with his brother, with um what's her name again? Jill? Jim? Wh- wh- Kim. Kim. I just have to mix them together um it, it brings together a lot of stuff and it gives you the types of uh situations that you want to see him in and it shows that he's not like it just balances a lot of other things that i think is is very very well done and will keep this interesting for quite a while i thought the commercial was a was a great idea um and i'm genuinely interested to see what happens next week
0: and I'm interested to see, sort of, we alluded to this last week too, just where this season is going to go and where the show is going to go. Because I, I do, like I just said, think that you can carry on this concept for a while, but um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that Vince Gilligan or his writing staff are going to have much trouble. I think there's a lot of um room to move around with this with this character. I think that Bob Odenkirk is a fantastic actor, and I and I think um having um what's his name? mike in the background uh breaks up any like even if it becomes strained or his uh or uh jimmy becomes less interesting having mike in the background adds a good pacing and and breaks up any monotony that there might be like i like i'm super interested what what happens to him and eventually ultimately where he and uh tuco and um the salamanca family and all that kind of uh crosses paths
0: i don't know where this the stuff with mike and his um you know his kind of the family that he watches over i i don't know where that's going
1: well you already know where it's going i mean because you saw it all in breaking bad when like most that money he left to his to his granddaughter
0: hmm yeah that's that's true I, i actually had forgotten about that
1: yeah, I mean, and that was a lot of his motivation. That's ultimately why he first got into that line of work is that he was trying to provide for them because remember his um I forget if it, it was his son who was a cop who was
0: uh Yeah, I've been I've actually been meaning to go back and rewatch that episode.
1: Oh yeah, 'cause that that was a big um a big explainer episode. Right. And it we it's a standalone
0: episode where you just kinda go back and watch that anytime. Mm-hmm. But I still, yeah, still, don't know how he gets from here to, um, to what we saw in Breaking Bad, and it seems like something now is like going on with the mom where she's like imagining these these bullets at night, like that. That whole thing was kind of weird.
1: I, I assume that'll that'll be explained soon, or that, that was very little on the show seems to happen without a purpose. So, so I, I'm I'm trusting of where it's going to go.
0: Mm-hmm. I felt the same way, sort of about. Jimmy's brother in the first season where at first it seemed sort of too far out there but then the show I thought handled it really well kind
1: of yeah I still hmm. yeah I don't think they're doing an I, I don't think that that's actually a good point I don't think that's been satisfactorily resolved for me like he's still like he just looks like he's a normal dude now except now that they have to all like take their phones out before they enter a room with him well, he's and he's, I understand he's overcoming a lot of stuff just to see, to hopefully see Jimmy fail. But,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's progressing back towards some
1: normalcy. <sighs> um. Lastly, did you um did you have any uh out of sync audio issues this week? Yes, I did. Th- okay. That, uh, that um. I felt like I was going crazy. No, because it's bad enough that the that the lady friend actually noticed, and I mean, she's usually not uh, super picky about this kind of stuff.
0: I um, and I was worried that it was the TiVo. I was worried you know. it was my TiVo because there was one segment <laughs> that was really
1: off. Yeah, for, it was like for like four minutes, and then right. it kind of caught back up with itself. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't know what was, I don't know what was up with that. It's probably that MPEG, <laughs> MPEG four <foreign> encoding. <laughs>
0: Maybe. Has that has that started yet? Yeah, probably. It's March. Okay, I haven't noticed any difference. Um, all right all right picks of the week picks of the week uh you first or me
1: uh i'll i'll do it because i don't have a very good one this week um okay uh do you uh are you familiar with uh the shoe the the chuck taylor shoe no or the the converse shoe the the converse sneakers that everybody has oh oh yeah 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 but they're called chuck taylor's right they are yeah okay so those have always been some of the world's most uncomfortable shoes that that I've ever tried on, and even though I I like the aesthetic and the style, um, they've always been too uncomfortable. But apparently they've redesigned them uh in um and uh they combined with some of the technology that uh because Nike is now the company that owns them.
0: <laughs> I like I like the phrase technology being used in
1: the context of a shoe, but continue. Well what what do you think all these uh, iterations of Air Jordans are?
0: Yeah, no I I get it. Like like
1: like the Air Jordans are the Mac Pro of shoes. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and it all trickles down. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the, uh, they made something called the uh, the Converse All Star Two, uh, which is the first version of that shoe that's actually comfortable. And they are fantastic. So what? So what's different about them? They don't hurt after an hour. Hmm. Like I, I, the shoe was just super
0: uncomfortable. They just they just they have more support now. Because that was the thing about these shoes where they just feel like
1: they don't have any support. I think that's it. And I always forget which other brand it is, if it's Vans or something else that are just the whole entire line is generally uncomfortable. Um, but no, they're, they're way, way better. And apparently it says they have a uh, lunar lawn technology in them, mm. which which is wh- whatever nonsense Nike puts in their running shoes. But no, they're super comfortable and they, they look great. And I'm happy to have something other than just like Adidas sneakers and um, other stuff in my lineup. Hmm. Okay. Pick of the week. Interesting, and you you so you, you have a pair. I do. Okay, I have a bright red pair. Of
0: course. Yeah. You'd have orange, keep, but I guess they don't. Keep it on brand. They don't make it.
1: Uh no, and also or, orange is reserved as a running shoe. Got it. Um, so
0: mine is Amazon Prime Now. Um, this has been available for a while, and what this is is, it's it's a separate app for some reason from Amazon. <laughs> I can't really explain why, but um, it's it's basically like Amazon Prime, but on steroids, where instead of same day or one day or two day delivery, it's literally like one hour delivery. Um, or in the case, since I'm in the northern part of San Francisco, I it's a two hour uh, window for me. Um, and <clears throat> so I, I've been, you know, I've been wanting to check it out for a while, but just really didn't have any like specific need to. And, uh, last night my uninterruptible power supply died on me. RIP. Um, I've had it for, um, gosh, I've had it for like probably seven or eight years. It's a, it's a, it's a geek squad one. You'd appreciate that. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a bright orange
1: before the rocket fish transition <laughs>
0: that's yeah it was well well before that um and so it finally died on me and so i thought oh you know good good opportunity to maybe try amazon prime now and this was about the little after nine o'clock last night and i went on and found found the one that i had been looking at on you know, regular amazon it was the same same price um was like the number one selling UPS on Amazon or whatever, and um, I I saw I, I put it in my cart and I looked at like the delivery time, and it said um, 10 p.m. to midnight, and I went and that, I I just assumed that was like the next day, and I went, huh, like that's that's it's a it's kind of weird they have that late of a delivery window, and B, it's kind of weird they didn't have anything like earlier the next day, but it, it was that night. So I could have gotten this thing at like 9.15 last night. I could have gotten it delivered between 10 and midnight last night. Um, and
1: what's the additional charge?
0: So they don't, there's no delivery charge, but you do. You are expected to tip the person delivering it.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: Electronically or? Physically? Yeah, so they like, when you go to check out, there's a recommended tip field, which is automatically populated for you. And for me, it was set at, um, I think like eight percent or nine percent, something like that.
1: It should also partially be based on weight. Maybe it was. It based... I mean
0: that the the tip that was in there was equated t- to about eight or nine percent. Okay. But I was I was just, I was amazed. I was like, and I I actually was gonna go to bed kind of early last night. So I and I didn't have a need for it last night. So I I just set a delivery window for this morning. But like just the fact that like I could have gotten it last night by midnight is kind of crazy, um, and then I but instead I you know I, I set a 10 a.m. to noon window today, and showed up you know, right at about 10:45. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, it was this exact same price as the same product on Amazon. Um, it's pretty pretty great. Um, it's kind of another one of those things that as a Prime member, I'm not paying anything extra for and you know i have access to now
1: pretty cool and which uh which gps was it
0: um it's really something something pretty basic i can i can send you the the link here it's the um let's pull this up here uninterruptible cyber power supply um no it's it's this one of these apc so it's the apc be 550g just again rolls right off the tongue. Um, I can slack this to you. Yeah, I got they they make like a <clears throat> anywhere from like uh um 350. Uh, what, what's what's VA amp? I don't know. I, I've I've forgotten all the nomenclature with these things.
1: Uh, voltaic amperage, yeah. Anywhere I just from... made that up, okay. <laughs>
0: Three fifty, anywhere from three fifty to seven fifty, basic, basically, you know, determining how long the battery can keep things running upon losing power. Um, and I, I just got the kind of middle of the ground, you know, five fifty unit, um, for you know fifty seven bucks. Pretty cool. Hooked it up tonight, and it's you know it's fine.
1: That's the spirit. Yeah. Wow, it's a lot of customer reviews. It is, yeah. So hold on, let me uh, let me check something. out. Uh, so when does it show you? What?
0: And I don't think this has come
1: to the East Bay yet.
0: Well, so I, but again, you so this is not available on the web.
1: Oh. And, and you have you have you
0: have to have the separate Amazon Prime Now app on your phone.
1: So there's not even a special amazon website you can go to it has to be mobile first and
0: it's not like when you're on amazon.com it prompts you at some point to say oh hey you know this thing's available through amazon prime now like it's a completely separate
1: thing interesting
0: my guess is that maybe they're still in kind of the testing phases and so they really do for you know kind of testing purposes want to keep it separate from the rest of amazon but i don't know it's kind of weird But it's great. Cool. I'm glad it worked out for you. Yeah. All right. All right.